A look at the Lumix G9, quite possibly the best camera for still photography Panasonic has ever made. This is all about the gear. The Lumix G9 is one of the latest camera releases from Panasonic. It's significant in many ways, and one of the main reasons being that it's squarely targeted at stills photographers versus video shooters. Panasonic asked questions, they listened, then implemented the suggestions for professional landscape, nature, sports shooters, and others. And the result is a triumph in engineering. And I'd even go so far as to say the G9 is probably the best camera that I've ever owned. So let's get some homework out of the way first. Some photographers, including myself, will say the specs for this camera are impressive. Others, however, will say it's hamstrung by the small Micro Four Thirds sensor inside. And my response for the small sensor gripe is that what works for you and your genre or style of photography may not work for others. This camera works for me and many thousands of other photographers around the planet. So let's talk about the specs before we dive into the other stuff about this camera. It has a 20.3 megapixel Micro Four Thirds sensor with no anti-aliasing filter, same as on the GH5. It shoots in 20 frame per second bursts with continuous AF, the frame rate, and using the e-shutter for up to 50 frames, and 9 frame per second bursts with continuous autofocus using the mechanical shutter for up to 600 or more frames. The ISO range for this camera is 100 to 25,600. The camera is dust resistant, it's freeze proof, splash proof, and it's got a magnesium body. It also has five axis in-body image stabilization with dual IS version 2.0 for up to six and a half stops. It uses the same batteries as the GH3, the GH4, and the GH5, and the GH5S. The connectivity options are Bluetooth and Wi-Fi, and it has a 1.04 million dot three inch articulating touchscreen display. It's got dual UHS-2 card slots that support the new high-speed V-rated cards and an assortment of 4K and 6K photo modes. It also has in-camera focus stacking. So that's enough about the specs. What makes this camera different from other Lumix cameras? And even from its siblings, the GH5 and the GH5S. Well, for one, it's got an 80 megapixel RAW and or JPEG mode. It's a high resolution mode that uses sensor shifting to uh, obtain that high megapixel rate. It shoots multiple images and then stitches them together inside the camera, then produces a RAW file or a JPEG file for you. It has a top plate LCD on the top of the camera so you can look down quickly and see the settings for your camera including battery life and exposure settings and more. It's got a DSLR style on off switch for, the, for powering the camera on and off and also illuminating the backlight behind that top plate LCD. And I gotta say, the ergonomics of this camera are, is impressive. The buttons seem to be positioned perfectly. It's got a deep hand grip that seems to just fit my hands perfectly at least. And all the buttons and dials are just well thought out and well placed. And the audio and video features of this camera are, I'd say, good enough. It will shoot 4K and 60p UHD. 
And it also has, the camera also has this, this cool mode called night mode, where you flick a switch and it will change the LCD and the EVF into shades of red so as not to wipe out or destroy your night vision. It's got a front custom switch that allows you to pre-program it to do any number of things. I have mine programmed to, you guessed it, switch it into night mode. And speaking of that EVF, it is huge and fast. So it has a 60 frame per second EVF built into this thing. And the magnification is up to 0.83 equivalent. So what does all that mean? That means that th when you look through the viewfinder, it is huge. The display is huge and that 60 frames per second means you don't feel like you're looking at a television. It feels like you're looking at real life. There's virtually no lag between what the camera is seeing and what it's displaying on the screen, which has been a gripe for people that were moving from optical viewfinders into electronic viewfinders. Panasonic has mostly reduced or eliminated that, that gripe or that concern. And then lastly, my favorite thing about this camera, one of my favorite things, is the fact that you can charge it through USB and or power it through USB. So if you have a power brick with you that you charge your phone or your eye, your tablet with, you can plug your camera into that power brick and charge it up, or you can plug it into the wall and charge it up. So really, really flexible. No longer do you have to worry about, did I bring the right battery charger, etc. You can just plug your camera into anything that will charge a USB device with the provided cable that they give you and charge up your awesome camera and go from there. All right. so. There's always the good, the bad, and the ugly, and there are no perfect cameras. So I'd be remiss if I didn't mention a few of the quibbles that keep the G9 from being 100% flawless. And the first thing I wanna mention is the shutter button. I'm getting used to the shutter button, but when you take this thing out of the box, the shutter button is uber sensitive. You just tap it and it takes a photo, even less than what you would traditionally think of as a half press to take, you know, to focus, and you all the way, press it all the way down to take the photo. I think it's a little less than a half press and it gets to the uh, it gets into taking photos mode. The other thing is the backlight on the top mounted LCD, it turns off too quickly. So like I said, you can rotate the power switch all the way over and it will turn on the backlight, but uh, it seems to go off after a couple seconds. I would like to be able to control that so I can have it, I can extend the time that the backlight comes on. But I like it the way it is. It is very cool and it is orange. Most, some other cameras have kind of a greenish backlit LCD on it. This one is orange, which I tend to like. Uh, the last thing is low light performance and obviously that's because of physics, right? So this has a micro four thirds sensor, which means it's not gonna be as good in low light as a camera with a full frame sensor. So I'd have to put that in the negative column. And the last thing is, this is not a small camera, so it is not designed to be small. It, in fact, I have it bulked up with its optional battery grip here, so it's even more of a hefty camera. But it is what it is. It's for still shooters. It is not designed to be a fashion statement or a tiny little camera you take with you. If you want that, there are plenty other Lumix cameras that are tiny, that will go with you and be unobtrusive. This one is designed to be a shooter, and it does its job really well. So in short, the Lumix G9 is a triumph, especially at this price point. As I record this, you can snag a G9 body only for around $1,600 US. The G9 is an obvious result 
of Panasonic engineering, listening to its base, watching trends, and aiming squarely at producing a camera that's created unapologetically for still photographers while still maintaining video capabilities that can make similar cameras in this class jealous. Now, I own a few Lumix cameras, and this, I gotta tell you, this is the only one that gives me that little electric feeling in the pit of my stomach when I pick it up because it just feels right. It makes me wanna go out and shoot. You gotta love the G9. All right, so that's it for this review. In upcoming videos in this series, I'm gonna take a look, a deeper look at the G9. I'm gonna take it out and put some of its standout features to the test, so stay tuned for that. So in the interim, please like, subscribe, and turn on notifications for the TWIP YouTube channel, and head over to thisweekinphoto.com to subscribe to our podcast.